Brew Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. For the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think Jamil Sainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy. Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Greetings, greetings. All right. Great to be here at uh, NHC in in Philadelphia 2013. Uh, We're live at the conference. We're here in the uh, hospitality suite. Big, big group of uh, wonderful fans standing around saying saying howdy. I think think it's our most enthusiastic crowd yet. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you guys are. If you scream more, you'd be more enthusiastic. Jump up and down, yell. <laughs> Throw panties, you know. What, have you guys been drinking all night? Oh, yeah, you have been. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's it's still early morning uh, here at uh, 1230 in the afternoon, huh? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, all this wouldn't be possible with our, our great sponsor, uh, Blickman Engineering. Yeah, right over there. Actually, yeah, the Blickman Engineering booth is, is right over there. It's the shiny one. It's the big shiny one with all the metal things and uh, toys and uh, good whirly gigs and things like that that are, are moving around. Uh, uh, Blickman Engineering, they got a, the whole crew down here and John Blickman himself. I, I walked up behind him and gave him a wedgie yesterday. I was surprised <laughs> him a little bit while he was talking to some people. Yeah, because we were at McDonald's, right? Yeah, no, uh, yeah. So uh, if you get a chance, go by the Blickman Engineering booth and say hi. Uh, tell him you appreciate that he pays for the show so you guys can get it for free. Anyways, uh, today we wanted to uh, get into some uh, questions on uh, Party Gal Brewing. Oh, I, I also want to mention, you know, we had, uh, you know, I, I the last six months I've been opening the brewery. Yeah, yeah. And so I've been eating fast food like twice a day, every day for the last six months. <laughs> it's been horrible. I mean, I've put on yeah. weight. I'm just like tired. It's just We well, seem torture. to be a bigger brewer when I... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a bigger brewer in, in many ways. And so uh, coming out here to Philadelphia, I've now had a couple of great uh, beer pairing dinners. And the first oh, yeah. one, uh, Peter Simons, I, we went to the, uh, uh, with the Barley Legal uh, Homebrew Club. Very nice. They, uh, they they had us uh, come out and join them at Iron Hill. Actually, they drove us out there, and uh, I'll tell you, it was fantastic. Wonderful food, wonderful beer, wonderful people. Had a great old time. I was I was that really touched cool. at, at just how generous and kind they were. And it wasn't like, oh, you need to speak and do all this stuff. It was like, just come on out and hang hang with us and, and have dinner. Uh, Peter and I loved it. It was it was a great time, and uh, I was really uh, really uh, thrilled with that. Matter of fact, I'm I'm wearing my barley legal uh, homebrew shirt. I'm going to huh? sport it at club night tonight. I mean, it'll, yeah, it'll, cool. it'll be I think the first time I've worn anything other than a coif shirt at, at club night. But <laughs> I feel like I'm here in Philly. It's uh, you know they're a they're a yeah. New Jersey club. I feel like uh, I these I are have your homeboys now. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm here. I'm, uh, I'm <laughs> while I'm here. I'm a I'm a barley legal. There you cool. go. Very cool. And don't don't search for barelylegal.com. Okay. Um, um, yeah. It's a whole other site when you get that. So. <laughs> All right. Like I said, we're going to talk about Party Guile <laughs> Brewing. Um, we got a question. You guys can send in questions to Brew Strong. Uh, you send in uh, brewstrong at thebrewingnetwork.com. You send in whatever questions you might have. Uh, and Ben, he, he wrote uh, about Party Gal Brewing. He says, I've done some online research about Party Gal Brewing, and I'm getting a mess of different information from different sources. I'd like to start splitting mashes into two separate five-gallon batches, but I don't know what gravities I should be shooting for. For example, if you mash 10 gallons of 1050 beer, should the first runnings be 1060 and the second be 1040? I had a whole, whole slew of questions about that, and I thought, you know, that's actually a pretty good subject. 
Yeah. A lot yeah. of people, um, you know, if, especially if you're doing something like making a barley wine, you've got, you know, really high runnings to start with. And then those second runnings, there's quite a bit of, of, gra- yeah. of uh, sugar left in those things. Oh, yeah. This is the way that uh, Fuller's does their, their beers. So they'll, they'll do a mash, and they actually run it out into, it, like, batch barge into three different uh, receiving vessels, and then they blend that in various amounts to get their various beers, you know, from the ESB to London uh, Pride, and, uh, uh, you know, so they've got all their, their different beers that they get from that one mash. And that discussion was in a Can You Brew It show? Yeah, we, we talked about that in Can You Brew It. And, uh, you know, it's fascinating. And homebrewers being the creative and traditional and sometimes frugal lot that they are, um, it'd be cool to have one mash and get multiple beers out of it. So what, right. what are some of the processes and tips of, of party guy brewing? Well, um, it's, you know, it's, it is a very viable process. When you uh, typically mash your first runnings, I mean, and your fir- the strength of your first runnings depends on your uh, your grist to water ratio, your water to grist ratio. So if you're at um, like one and a half quarts per pound, two quarts per pound, um, which is equivalent to four kilograms per liter, no, other way around, liters per kilogram. Sorry, four liters per kilogram. Um, your first runnings are are like ten seventy, ten seventy five in that range. And uh, so if you just drain that off, the, that's about 1070. And uh, then you... And you could, you could add a little bit of water to that if you wanted a right. 1060. You make, let's say, <clears throat> say you wanted to make uh, uh, an IPA. Yep. And uh, you could do uh, first runnings, uh, get yourself, uh, you know, in the 1070s, you can make yourself a, a pretty healthy IPA with that. Yeah, double IPA, right? yeah. Uh, add a little bit of water to it, get it dialed in, and then do your boiling and all that. And then, um, so you're sitting there, you've got this IPA uh, wort, and then you still got the grain is still in your mash tun. Yeah, and it's still got roughly really half of that extract still in, in the grain. So okay, you can you can get another you know equal volume of runnings at say ten thirty five, ten forty out of that. Well, ten thirty five, ten forty. Now that would make uh, you know a nice mild, uh, ordinary bitter, something like that, or right. even a even a special bitter. Uh, is there a way to bump that up? I mean, I, I guess I could put a little dry extract, malt extract into the into the kettle. Sure. One yeah. way. Is there another way to do that? Can well, you, you can you can do a, an additional mash. I mean, you can oh, easily uh, add. You can. It's called. I believe it's called capping. Uh-huh. But um, you can add you can add more base malt. Uh-huh. You can add specialty grains and change the style of the beer that you're going to do for the second batch. Interesting. Um, yeah, you have a lot of options at so, that point. So you just mill some more grain, toss it in on top of that mash that you already have, that right. bed, mm-hmm. and then uh, add re-infuse, a little water, yeah. reinfuse, let that you know circulate Vorloff a couple of times, and then uh, right. you're ready couple of two three times and then you're you're ready to uh, run off into the uh, into the kettle right, right so you could add special grains you could add some some chocolate malt some crystal malt and turn that you know ipa base into all of a sudden you've got uh more of a brown ale or a, a mild or you know or yeah. a uh, you know something like that yeah it's it's it really is a nice way to to get you know to stretch your grain bill and get two batches out of one brew session mm-hmm, mm-hmm I have a question about that. I can hardly speak, but I have a question anyway. Okay. Does the for the for the second runnings does the length of time that you let it sit make a make a difference? And the reason I ask is, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times when I run off and I and I've run off till that liquid just seems, I mean, it's done for for my first batch. But two hours later, when I'm done brewing and I'm cleaning out my mash tun, yeah, all of a sudden that liquid is so thick and and sugary again, like it's fallen, it's mm-hmm. really soaked mm-hmm. again. That's right. So my so I wonder if for the second batch in party guile, if if I really have to let it sit for a long time or if that makes a difference. Well, it depends on what you do with the the capping. So if you're just doing, let's say you're doing a, a very strong. Uh, a barley wine with you know predominantly pale malt, um, and you've got enough pounds in the mash tun where you're getting, you know, five six gallons first runnings out of ten seventy or ten eighty. Um, you still got uh, quite a bit of extract in the in the in the mash bed, and uh, you can if all you're doing is going to do the same style 
you can just reinfuse, wait ten minutes, okay. and boil off and drain, and you'll get you know a lot of that extract out. If, on the other hand, you want to add specialty grains or or add more base malt to you know either increase the gravity or increase the complexity, uh, then you should give it another you know an additional period of time to allow the solubilization to occur. You know, more leaching of sugars, depending on whether it has to convert the starches or just extract the sugars. Is that a whole other one-hour mash that I need to do if I'm adding grain? If, if you're converting the uh, starches, yes. If it's like crystal malts and, and roast barley, things like that, uh, no. Then it's, it's more of a steep. It's, it's, right, just, it's like steeping. Okay. Yeah. Um, but to address your question... Um, you know, one of the things I've, I've been saying for a long time is the amount of time you take in sparging uh, really affects your efficiency. Yeah. So if, if you're getting, um, you know, increased efficiency after already sparging once, you probably didn't wait long enough or take long enough in your initial sparge. I thought you should go a little slower. Take a little longer, and you'll get more efficiency out of that. Okay, because it's really a big difference. I'm when I'm sparging, I'm running off, and it's it's pretty damn clear. Mm-hmm. And then I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it looks like an IPA again two hours later right, with right. the rest of it that's in there. So maybe I'm sparging so, too yeah, fast. So yeah, give it a little, give it a little, little more time uh, yeah. initially, and uh, you know you should be should be getting more. A, out l- of a that. large part of your your uh, extract efficiency, your brewing efficiency, when you're doing all grain, as Jamil says, is the lauder. Um, we t- we talk about uh, you know don't don't try to be super efficient you know be be comfortable be satisfied with the seventy five percent efficiency okay but um, you know honestly by just slowing down the water uh, you can easily bump that up to eighty eighty five all right you know so it's it, a lot of us are you're, especially when it comes to commercial setups you know mm-hmm. you're trying to balance time versus extract. Uh, but on the homebrew scale, you know, we, we've got plenty of time. And you can easily, you know, increase your extract by just taking a little bit longer. Just let it sit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's do this. Let's uh, let's let it sit for a little bit. And we're we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll, we'll do a little more party guile. And we also have a microphone set up in case you guys have uh, questions for us. We'll answer them for you here live today at NHC in Philly. So let's take a short break. And we'll be back with more party guile after this. Oh. Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. But Roger, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acids. <laughs> yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! Wickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy a pint. Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read your way to better homebrew. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. 
I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerone are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. For nearly 15 years, homebrewers have been served by one place in Michigan where you can buy yourself a serial killer grain mill. Adventures in homebrewing. Did you try all those great Michigan beers at the National Homebrewers Conference in San Diego or Seattle? Adventures in homebrewing delivered. Did you see a great false bottom in your buddy's cooler or brew kettle? Adventures in homebrewing delivered that. And did you see that great custom-built brew stand? Yep, Adventures in homebrewing delivered. Since 1999, Adventures in homebrewing in Taylor, Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and online at homebrewing.org has been serving home brewers across the globe. Check out their innovative 2.5-gallon keg with metal handles, great homebrew kits, and the fully adjustable Serial Killer Grain Mill. Visit them in Philly for the 2013 National Homebrewers Conference. Not going to make it? Check out all the fun of adventures in homebrewing at homebrewing.org. For a limited time, coupon code BNETWORK will slam 10% off your order. Bam! Adventures in homebrewing. Join the adventure at the Great Lakes Home for homebrewing supplies online at homebrewing.org. And don't forget coupon code BNETWORK for a limited time. Join the adventure today. Back to your hosts, Jamil Zanashef and John Palmer. Putting the testicles in technical. This is Brew Strong. All right, here we are live in HC 2013. Everybody scream. (laughs) There you go. Y'all having a good time? Enjoying Philly? How many people is this your first conference? Oh, look Whoa. at that. Yeah. Pretty much everybody. That's amazing. Yeah, the, the conference has been growing, and they just keep getting better and better. This is a fantastic conference, and I'll tell yeah. you, there's, there's nothing better. There's no better beer event in the world than this conference. I've been to a lot of different things. Yep. I go to the GABF yep. every year. If I could only choose one, it would be the National Homebrewers Conference. So, yeah. uh, you know, next year is in Michigan. Yeah, it'll be in uh, Grand Rapids. Grand which is Rapids, Michigan next year. So uh, make sure you're, you set aside your time and make your plans for Grand Rapids next year. That's going to be a really good one. There's, there's a, lot of, a lot of really up-and-coming breweries in Michigan. Right. And, uh, and we can visit the Hudecek compound when we're that's in That's right, yeah. Yeah, and some of our some of our favorite beers like uh, the you know the Jolly Pumpkin uh, La Roja, yeah, Dexter, Dexter, yeah. Michigan, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, oh yeah, I got to stop by uh, and see uh, Ron at uh, Jolly Pumpkin. That'd yeah. be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, uh, in a minute here, we're gonna give you guys a chance to ask any question you have uh, live on the air, and you can uh, we'll answer them for you right here, or we'll do our best to answer them. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's kind of wrap up on Party Gals. So. You you gave a pretty good idea of uh, what I could expect from my different runnings. Is there any calculator out there that you know? Does Beersmith do this? Um, boy, if Beersmith you know, I don't doesn't do this, what we need to do is get Brad to add this to Beersmith. We should, yeah. I at the moment I'm, I'm only aware of like a table I've seen uh, uh-huh. kind of that breaks it down as far as uh, theoretical gravity based on uh, just risk ratio. Right. Um, right. And but yeah, I'm certainly certain he could add that into if he doesn't already have it right okay so there'll be a uh, a party guy table maybe out there and uh, maybe brad can put something together add that to beersmith that's one of the great things about beersmith is it's actively being developed and yep. so you know new features come out it's it's keeping up with the state of the art which is really cool uh is it easier to estimate original gravity no, 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 let's see um what are some good styles to brew when using the party guy method well, you know, you're you're not really limited. Um, you just have to understand that what comes out first uh, is going to be, you know, the stronger wort, 
Mm-hmm. Um, the if you start out with say a, an imperial stout, right. then your second runnings are going to be dark, right? Uh, right. May, and, you know, and maybe that would be suitable for a dry stout or a small sweet stout. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, just keep in mind that uh, you know whatever you did first is going to carry into your second beer. Right. Um, whereas if you start out with you know just a base malt or a pale mm-hmm. ale malt and a couple of specialties, then it's a little easier to add more specialties to right. that. Something to like a, a barley wine, a Bach, a Imperial IPA, good starting one, and then right. you can right. do uh, add some color malt and some crystal malt or something like that, and make a, a completely different smaller beer or you know a big beer, smaller beer, uh, yep. without adding any grains. Okay. Okay. Uh, and you could do different yeasts, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, you definitely. could be making, uh, you know, Imperial IPA, and then you could be making a, uh, a Best Bitter. Yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. A lot of, lot of people forget about uh, how much a, a change mm-hmm. in yeast changes the beer. You could use the same exact grain bill and come out with two completely different beer styles. Uh, Belgian Golden Strong and... Uh, 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 sweet stout or sweet stout, uh, English mild, um, yeah, yeah, American brown ale, yeah, that would work too. all from all from one uh, big big starting mash. Yeah, that'd be that'd be quite nice. Um, would it be worth mashing only base malts, then steeping different specialty malts in the two batches? Yes. So yeah, you could you could even uh, like you're saying do imperial stout on one, and then. You know, the thing about that, I think, is you're kind of getting, um, it's almost like uh, working with extract and then steeping grains. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, you know, you could look at your, your mash as just ex- an extract source, a base extract, mm-hmm. and, and go from there. Yeah. Interesting. All right. And uh, he, he said, uh, you know, he's real interested in it. Uh, it's, it's nice to uh, get a chance to ask questions and things like that. So, right. there you go. All right. Uh, Party Ale Brewing. I think uh, it could be quite a bit of fun. I know that um, uh, the Iron Hill Brewery, where uh, the uh, Barley Legal uh, Club had us for the, uh, for the beer dinner, uh, they were saying that they do every year a, uh, like an iron brewer competition where they do uh, a barley wine or something, and then the second runnings... Uh, they have the homebrew club down, and they, you know, get buckets of wort, and then they go off and turn that into various beers. And the array of different beers that they get, they said, was was amazing. And so they're all starting with that same wort. And then uh, the beer that was the winner last year was, um, I guess it was a, um, boy, can't think of it now. It was uh, chocolate and... Um, I don't know. I don't know. It was well-balanced. It was a great beer. <laughs> oh, and coconut. It had a great coconut character, too. So they did a bunch of interesting things to it and made this uh, unique uh, specialty beer. So I thought that that was really cool. Jamil, will you be doing any party guile brewing at Heretic, or have you guys done anything like that? I know you mentioned Fur- Fuller's earlier, and you're a fan, right. so I just wondered if you'd I, You know, I don't know if we would, um, but I was fascinated by the Iron Hill example, and I was thinking, boy, I'd, I'd love to, uh, you know, if we're making a big beer, we've done this where we've just dumped a bunch of really good work down the drain right and uh i'd love to get some homebrewers by to you know take that with them and uh you know uh sure so as an example uh which which of your beers at heretic might be a good uh one to do a a second runnings we did a a deadweight barley wine and there the second runnings were huge okay you know we stopped real early so uh people could have been making you know five six percent beers off of that what about the evil cousin could you do a pale ale after your evil cousin or is that not big enough you could probably do something i mean we stop our runnings um with quite a bit of sugar left so you could probably do um you know a session pale ale easily yeah You know, and up to you know, up to maybe five percent. I'm a little surprised that you're not cheap enough yet to be doing. Uh, I know. <laughs> you're throwing away all of that. Work. Give Give me time. I'm sure you know. Once Once I've eradicated all the other waste that we're doing, uh, maybe I'll start looking at it differently. But right now, eh, okay, it just goes down the drain. Okay, goes to the cows. What about the evil twin? What is the first run? What's the OG of of, of evil twin? Twins, uh, right around 16 or just under that. And then, um, you know, we, we're stopping our runnings. You know, we're 
Boy, we're, uh, you know, around 10, yeah, like three, three Play-Doh. Okay. Or so. Okay. Twelve. Which is, twelve. Yeah. Which is pretty pretty high runnings. It is. Okay. You know, um, and if you know if we took a little more time, we could probably get you know, more X if we sit on that. It'll. Uh, right. That and yeah. So even on that, uh, you can get some pretty good uh, pretty good beer out of it. So. What is a long? What is your louder time? Because we talked about me maybe doing it uh, too quickly before. How long is it taking you guys to louder a batch? Well, right now it's taken um, maybe about two hours. Oh yeah, that's much longer than yeah. it takes me. Yeah. I'm definitely doing. So we're, it too we're fast. working on uh, speeding that up. We're going to cut the bed a little bit and see if we can we can get a little more okay. uh, speed out of it because okay. we want to move the process along. Right, because uh, we're going to get to a point where we're brewing around the clock, and we really need to have that down before we get to that demand. Okay. Yeah. If I'm doing if I'm doing a sparge in my home setup, I'm I'm more like uh, 45 minutes. Oh yeah, see that's Four, I'm around that. Min- yeah. I'm, so 45 minutes to an hour. Okay, but then again, you mentioned earlier that I, I shouldn't worry too much about getting more efficiency anyhow. So, right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, if you're if you're doing 75, you're doing fine. Okay. If you if you slow if you want to claim more extract, slow down slow down more, then you can you can pull that up to 80 without much problem. Right. Well, and a longer mash will also help. Yeah, yeah. Longer than an hour. Uh, yeah, an hour should be good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, depending on your crush, and, you know, yeah. uh, your water ratio, things like that. But it's too many damn variables for me. But you guys have talked about. I mean, uh, m- most conversion has happened within. 30 minutes, right? Yeah, most. The bulk of it. Uh, yes. You can get more. But it'll really yeah. still happen yeah. if I leave it in there longer. Depends on temperature. Depends on, again, the crush, uh, how how well the, the, the starch and the grain is, is taking up the water. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, that that really limits, um, you know, initially what's easy easily exposed is converted very quickly. Sometimes there's bits and pieces that are deeper inside that aren't aren't converted yet that okay, you're not that quite extracting. Sense. So mm-hmm. it can take a little time. Um, you know, generally, especially if you can keep your temperature stable, there's no harm in in waiting. You know, longer. Okay. Tends All right. To, tends to work out. Well, let's do this. Let's take a short break. What I want you to do, if you got a question for us here, Bruce Strong. Step up to the microphone, and after this break, we'll we'll get your questions in, and uh, there Answer may be live. there may be prizes for the best question. I think I think maybe uh, maybe the jet ski, the uh, Martinez jet ski, the one without wheels. No, it doesn't have any wheels on it. Yeah. So you know, uh, <laughs> and you wouldn't want to take it in the water either. But uh, we may we may have a prize for uh, the uh, best question or or worst question. We'll see. So uh, line up there, and uh, we'll, we'll get to you right after this. BN Army, Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of whole leaf hops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeved shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. I-10, huh? Getting tired of that same old handcrafted beverages day after day? Are you looking for something with more diversity than your normal beer? Fellow BN Army member Michael Fairbrother, owner of Moonlight Meadery, is reviving an entire beverage category. Mead! The meads at Moonlight Meadery are all handcrafted from the finest honey on the market and are perfect for any occasion, like weddings, baby showers, or... Excuse me? Mead is not your average girly drink, mister, and Moonlight Meads can be enjoyed anytime, anywhere. Football games with the guys. Yeah! Barbecues with the guys. Yeah! Operating power tools with the guys. Yeah! Um, actually, sir, that's really dangerous. 
Good point, son. Next time you have something to celebrate or are just looking for a new tasting experience, pick up a bottle of mead from Moonlight Meadery. Now in 21 states, making over 60 varieties of mead from dry, semi-sweet to sweet. Break out of that craft beer lull. Grab a bottle of Moonlight Mead. Can't find some? Then ask. No, make that demand some. Yeah! Yeah! That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris, and I approve this message. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. All right, here we are live, NHC 2013, Philadelphia. Philly. All right, we're we're doing a live show here, and it's your chance to ask questions live and see our faces and possibly be the winner of this uh, BN hoodie, which is uh, like a $120 value. They sell them for like $35, bucks, $225 value. Uh, and if you're interested in a Bruce Strong t-shirt, they're just about sold out, so you might, you might want to grab one, grab one now. And we got our first uh, question from Bill. Hi, John and Jamil. Hey, Justin. How you doing? I'm good. Hey, I'm Bill. I'm from uh, D.C., member of D.C. Home Brewers. Nice. Great to see you guys on the East Coast. Thank I, know the, you. I know the flight from California is kind of a pain. It sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, my question was about water. I imagine when you're doing party guile, um, water is always important with any, any brew. Um, mm-hmm. it's get, it must be even more complicated when you're doing party guile. Mm. And I imagine with each successive uh, runoff, um, especially if you're going darker to lighter or lighter or, to darker, right, your right. needs for the water would change. Would you recommend doing different water calculations for each uh, part of the party guile? Um, thinking about different kind of pH kind of thing. Right, right. No, how that's you, an excellent. How would you think about? Uh, that's an excellent question. Excellent point. Um, because you know, if we're talking about adding, uh, uh, you know, special some darker malts. specialty malts, you know, some roasted barley or something to up the color on the second runnings. I mean, you're already starting to get into that pH trap. And then you adding a lot more acid from those those roasted yeah. grains, yeah. You could end. That's that's a, that's an excellent question. Oh yeah. man, you're in the running for the BN hoodie. That's what <laughs> I can say. Yeah, the, um, the that's a, it's a great question. The when you're when you when you're mashing, you're looking for a mash pH in the range of five two to five six, measured at room temperature. So as as you sparge or you know as you drain off that first runnings, you're taking a lot of the the buffering uh, capacity, buffering yeah. capacity out of the mash, and depending on what your water composition is, if it's a if it's a slightly alkaline water, for instance, you know as you um, reinfuse for the second uh, runnings, 
you know, you're going to raise the pH of that grain bed a fair amount. And that's where it's good to go to a darker beer style with, you know, more some specialty malts because the specialty malts, the, the darker malts, will help bring that pH back down um, to the 5.2 to 5.6 range. Um, when you start getting your mash pH above 5.8 or 6.0, that's when you start having problems with the tannin extraction, the silicate extraction, and ash from the malt, and that's where you get those harsh flavors. So um, doing a, if, so that's why if you're doing a party uh, guile mash with a predominantly base malt to start, then adding specialty grains and capping for the second runnings or, you know, to, to uh, do that uh, helps preserve that mash pH to keep it, keep it down. All right. You're Ex- welcome. Excellent question there. St- Guys, st- stick around. I've asked uh, Push to go see if John Herskovitz from Five Stars over there, and we'll see if he can come. But you guys might be able to answer, too. Does, would something like the 5-2, you know, pH stabilizer that you might put in, that, in your mash on the first running – I, I wonder if it would stick around for the second runnings, too, and, and you might not have to worry so much. Well, you know, it would help the second runs. If you were to add it to the second mash, to the, to the, okay. to the reinfusion, because um, a lot of what 5-2 is is uh, phosphates. You know, so it helps replace the, the phosphates that are naturally in the malt and in the mash. Those have been rinsed out now with that first run, predominantly rinsed out. So now you're adding more phosphate back. And it, help, it does help restabilize the mash pH. just seems like it would help to be a foolproof way to, to not have to worry about it. Nothing in brewing is foolproof. <laughs> okay. Do your ample uh, proof of that. But, uh, <laughs> All right. We've got, yeah. got another question coming up here. All right. Hey, guys. Um, wanted to just get your feelings with regards to boil time. Mm-hmm. And then the follow-up on that is um, how aggressively. Can you overly aggressively boil your wort. Yeah. I mean, yeah. or, or should it be a nice simmering boil, or should it be a, you know, just kick it out, rolling boil? You, you need to you need to have enough activity that you're volatilizing things, and you know you've got steam coming off essentially. The you know the steam coming off, you can have that with it just a Simmer. flat surface. The problem with that is you're really not turning the liquid in the kettle. So right. you want to turn the liquid in the kettle, get the kettle. Uh, the, the the liquid cycling through, so you're raising, exposing it to the surface, and turning it over, you know, frequently enough that the steam is carrying away uh, those volatile the uh, DMS compounds. precursors and so on. Yeah. So that's that's why it needs to boil. When it's violently jumping around, it doesn't really do you any more good than you know rolling it rolling it over. So they say you want a rolling boil. You just want to, you know, keep it seeing that that surface exchange, yeah. and uh, that's that's a, a good question. And and the other part of your question was, I guess the other point of the question would be, uh, you know, sixty uh, minutes, oh, length, ninety minutes. Length, I mean, right. what what's what would you recommend for? You I know, mean, not the professional. Me, me and Tasty, both uh, Tasty and I, uh, the two of us, the pair of us, um, sometimes the three of us. All like uh, a 90-minute boil for homebrew. Well, it's just 90 minutes is, is great. Some uh, professional breweries, they also stick by that 90-minute rule. Uh, you can get away with 60 minutes, and, and it turns out fine. But 90, just I think it's, you know, that, you know turns, turns out a little bit better. <laughs> if you can do but, 90, I like 90. Yeah, it, it depends on your malts, too, you know, your, your base right. malts. Whether they're a very uh, low temperature, low kiln uh, pilsner malt, or a little higher toast, you know, pale ale malt, mm-hmm. that affects your DMS, you know, precursor, mm-hmm. and uh, that also drives really how long you need to boil over to help right. get all that precursor out. If you got a bunch of really lightly kiln malt uh, with a lot of SMM in it, uh, you're yeah. gonna need to do at least 90 minutes. That's right. Uh, but if you're doing, uh, you know, something with uh, you know, pale ale malt. You know, it's been kilned a little darker. There's very little SMM left. Um, you can you can do 60 minutes there, no problem. So that's you know, let that also be your guide. But if you always do 90 minutes, you know, you, you should be good all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Makes makes a pretty good difference. All right. If you got a question, step on it could be it could be on any any subject whatsoever. Giving away a BN Zippy for yeah. the best question. Ooh, uh, a five hundred dollar value. That's right. Goes up every segment. Hi guys, I'm uh, Nathan from uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania. 
Nathan. Cool. Hey. Welcome to Pennsylvania. Isn't that the, great uh, state? Yeah, the home of uh, that paper company, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, we actually do have a lot of paper companies up in that in that region. The um, office, yes. So uh, my question is related to dry hopping. Um, I kind of, uh, I know it's important to kind of get the the yeast out of there. You want to get the beer away from the yeast, right, so you don't absorb the hop oils, but at the same time you you know that you want to kind of you're introducing oxygen right when you're adding mm-hmm. the hops and you, mm-hmm. there's you need to scrub that you, you also want so i'm kind of confused right. as the best right. way to to achieve that you know like how do you uh, find that balance well um i'll, I'll, I'll tell you what the brennelson says and what the brennelson says is always true there's, <laughs> a, there's a rule in in life if matt brennelson says something then it's That's obviously true and you need to do it he once said i was his bitch well see obviously again that the it's it's true yeah right so um the you know he is a believer i i i don't want to put words in his mouth but my understanding from him is that he likes to at least do some of the hopping early while there's still a bit of activity to kind of scrub out the the absorb the oxygen if you have yeast in there they take up oxygen pretty quick and that reduces, uh, you know, oxidation in the beer, mm-hmm. you know, what have you. Um, and I, one of the things that, that we're doing at Heretic, and I, I'm pretty sure he does there and a lot of other brewers do, is, is flush the hops with CO2. So we have a bucket with a CO2 line going in, and uh, we kind of cap it off with a cone, and we inject CO2 and just keep flushing it with CO2. You know, until we think, oh well, maybe we got rid of the oxygen, <laughs> and then uh, you know, it goes in, goes in the top. Um, the you know balance there. One of the things for me, I don't know that I really need active fermentation to truly take care of the uh, oxygen that could be, you know, in the hot pellets uh, inside in the cones. I mean, it traps a lot of air as it goes in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, there, there's a lot of yeast in beer even after it's finished fermenting. I mean, you know, there's still a lot, lot sitting around. So, uh, tends to clean it pretty good. Uh, you know, and the way people package beer, you're introducing a heck of a lot more oxygen during that time than you are generally in dry hopping. So, yeah. I wouldn't concern yourself too much with it. Um, you know, try a beer with, you know, earlier in fermentation. Like you're saying, you, you know, if there's activity in fermentation, you're scrubbing off some of those really light, volatile uh, compounds. You know, if you do it uh, later on. Um, yeah. As long as you your know. beer is still has a lot of suspended yeast in it. I mean, you know, it may not be bubbling much at all, but the suspended yeast are, will do that cleanup for you. Well, and like he was saying, you know, it does tend to bind uh, the yeast cell surfaces. The right. more yeast you have in suspension, the more of that hop uh, goodness they can bind up on the surface. So you need to be careful of that, too. Yeah. Um, increase the amount a little bit, perhaps. You know, yeah, what we're doing at Heretic, and we're going to talk about this in the uh, in the second uh, show at 315. Uh, we do um, double dry hopping uh, for various reasons, and, um, you know, uh, we'll get into that in that, the other show, but I think uh, that really helps significantly. And because one of the reasons is because the yeast is really gone at that point. So, good question. Good question. Well, and if you guys got any other questions, I mean, we'll be awarding this uh, BN hoodie. You see how easy it is to step up and ask a question. Uh, and I also wanted to uh, mention our other fine uh, sponsor that steps up all the uh-huh. time. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> this is where it starts, folks. This is this is where the end <laughs> begins. Ad, AdamandEve.com. Ah, uh-huh, yes. I don't know, uh, you know, if you're here. A stand-up company, that's for you're sure. You're here with your significant other. You're here with uh, your brewing buddy. Um, but you might want to go by uh, AdamandEve.com. They sell all sorts of interesting uh, things to enhance your experience, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know with a few things from Adam and Eve, I could enhance my experience here at the conference. <laughs> Tremendously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, there's just times when you need some 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 lube. help, some lube, yeah, what, yeah whatever it might extra be. Extra hand, uh, yeah. And uh, you know, you go there, you use the uh, offer code uh, Jamel J A M I L, 
And uh, what you're going to get is a 50% off just about any one item. And I've never heard people not getting the 50% off. Uh, True. I, I think if you're buying a car from them, maybe you don't get the 50% off. But 50% off any one item. You get free shipping. Yep. You get a free gift so sensual I can't mention it at the NHC. Yep. And then you get th- to choose three free DVDs from genres such as like, uh, you know, anal, gay, Asian, uh, amateur, uh, MILF. Uh, party guile. Party guile. <laughs> that was all one genre. Party, party, party. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you, you, you get them all. Yep. And uh, you can choose the th- three, free, three free DVDs. And uh, all you got to do, use the offer code Jamel, J-A-M-I-L. Write it and down. Free shipping, free gift, 50% off the one item you're buying, and the three free DVDs. It's pretty amazing. I mean, you're buying one item cheap, <laughs> and then you get all this stuff for free. So uh, give it a try. AdamandEve.com. Good sponsor. They've been with us quite a while. Thank you, Jim. And uh, you can find stuff that you can use, too. All right. One more question, then we'll take another short break and, and wrap up. I'm Scott from Long Island. Uh, I had a troubleshooting question. Uh, make a lot of pale ales and IPAs um, using Cal Ale, usually mashing pretty low, mm-hmm. get it really dry. The beer I just did was uh, like a, trying to do a session rye ale, kind of like Graham Rye, uh, mashed at around 155, 156. Uh-huh. Uh, he's still attenuated down to 10.06. Right. Uh, I have huh. my trusty Beersmith app if you want to take a look at the recipe, but right. I don't understand... Uh, you know, most of the beers we're doing are going pretty low, but this one, I thought it would finish around like ten ten. Uh, a couple of things, uh, you know, you know, it, it should it should have finished higher. You know, I would I would be interested in you know how long you're mashing, maybe you know, and and temperature and, drift over that time. If you get down to one fifty two, things can get pretty dry at one fifty two. Yeah, uh, you know. I'm mashing for an hour, but it's uh, it's definitely dropping. Uh-huh. Is it in a cooler or uh, in a cooler? No, I have a Blickman top tier thirty gallon. Okay, so you're controlling at your uh, yeah. temperature. Uh, I would I would start out maybe you know start out a few degrees higher. Uh, Lagunitas, we did some Canyon Brew at shows with them, and um, you know they 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 truly mash beers at like one sixty. You know, they're not kidding when they say that. People think they're making it up to fool homebrewers, but uh, we did we did uh, Lagunitas uh, their IPA at mm-hmm. 160, and uh, so you try try moving it up to 160 and see what happens. If you're still getting that, I wonder. Yes, you know, double check all your instruments that you're measuring with. You know, calibrate them against something, and then. Um, uh, you know, give it another shot and see what happens. Um, you know, without without uh, being there, that that's a that's a tough one. You might uh, you know try a different uh, base malt. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Sounds uh, like you should just go to his house, Jamil. Yeah, I should. Anytime. Uh, you got your car here, uh, <laughs> and and uh, you know, send me the recipe, or maybe you already did, and then we can we can we can chat about it and and see what we might uh, see out of that. But uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a puzzler. Thank you. All right, thank sure. you. All right, let's take one more short break. When we come back, we're going to be awarding this BN Zippy to the you know, value a thousand dollars to the crowd. If you want a Bruce Strong T-shirt, get it now. They're running out, and uh, this is uh, your opportunity to get one without uh, any shipping involved. And you can touch it, and feel it, and caress it, love it. Well, not too much, not unless you're going to buy it. Well, once you've bought it. And then John and I will sign it for you if you want. That's right. All right. We'll take a short break. Back after this. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, the forum, 
the Learning Center and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I love a bold, hoppy beer, one that spits resin in your face and makes you cry, Uncle. There are a lot of great hoppy beers out there, but at Heretic, we want to make something as bold, dank, and resiny as possible. We use hops at every chance we get, including multiple dry hop additions. The result is Heretic Evil Cousin. This light golden, 8% Imperial IPA has an easy malt character that helps take the edge off the massive bittering but it takes a back seat to the in-your-face hop character. We make sure this beer finishes dry so the hops can jump out and slam me in the taste buds. If you can't get enough hoppy goodness, Evil Cousin is your cup of tea. Cheers. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeast, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, SantaClean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019 and get the Five Star Treatment today. Where do you go for all the stuff you need to brew? Homebrewstuff.com, of course. In their Boise, Idaho storefront and warehouse, they have more than 750 craft beers and 8,000 square feet of homebrew products in stock. The staff at Homebrew Stuff are homebrewers themselves. They try out just about everything, including the beer, so they can answer your questions knowledgeably and correctly about brewing, kegging, and anything else you might need to ask. Don't live near the Homebrew Stuff store? Visit homebrewstuff.com online and take advantage of their $7.95 domestic shipping available on most orders. Homebrewstuff.com is a proud sponsor of the AHA, NHC, GABF, and countless other acronyms. So if you're a homebrewer looking for great people, a great selection, and great deals, head to homebrewstuff.com online or in person. Visit their YouTube channel for loads of free how-to and product videos. All of the stuff you need to brew. Homebrewstuff.com Learning to brew has never been so disgusting. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. Did anybody get to try uh, John Myers' uh, beard beer at Pro Night last night? Huh? How about that? Excellent. I was just telling Justin, I would if he had underwear beer, I'd, I'd drink that. I mean, the guy's oh, the guy's fantastic. <laughs> I, I'd drink whatever. I was afraid whatever to try the beer because yeah. I'm a germaphobe, but it was pretty good. I had it. <laughs> it was actually pretty good. <laughs> well, it's it's all been plated out down to a single cell organism. All that was in it was yeast. Right. 
You know, White Labs plated it out, grew it up from a single cell. There's no bacteria. There's no nothing other than the yeast. I know. It still creeps me out, but it was a good beer. It was a good beer. Absolutely. Would you expect anything else from Rogue? No. Absolutely not. not. Well, and uh, the winner of the fine BN Zippy is... Uh, was Bill with the uh, first uh, the water question? Water, yeah. You actually came up with a question that we did not cover. Uh, information in our party gal covering there. Yeah. So uh, hey, Bill, make, good, just good go to the booth and make sure you get the right size. Get yeah, you can exchange you it for a different size if you need. Yeah. All right, Oof. thanks. Good question. Thanks for participating in the show. Uh, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you this: uh, the show is all about participation. A lot of the information, a lot of the topics that we cover are based on input from you guys. When you email us at brewstrong at thebrewingnetwork.com and uh, say, hey, I want to hear a show on this. Uh, right. I got, uh, you know, or you label it with Q&A, and it's like I just got a quick question. Maybe you guys could cover on the show. All that, we we go through it. Uh, I pull up, uh, yep. you know, earlier today. That's that's where we started with, with somebody's email. So don't hesitate to email. Don't hesitate to, to participate live. You can get on the uh, website, thebrewingnetwork.com. Uh, listen now, and you can chat live during the show. Uh, Scott uh, Moskowitz, he's there, you know, fielding your questions as as we do the shows. So it's great to have you guys uh, participate in it. It's great to have you guys listen. We appreciate the support, and uh, we we would like to support you back with uh, the information you need. Yeah. Now, if there's any, we got a couple minutes. We got to get going. But if anybody has any final questions, uh, don't be afraid to come on. We up can and knock, ask. knock out one more question. Anybody? 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 Huh? Huh? All right. Yeah. All there right. We, go. we got one more. Hello. Hi, I'm Larry from Lemonster, Massachusetts. Um, my question is: When I make a smaller beer, you're talking about partigale. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to increase the grain bill, and I I halt my sparging so that I get some of the better quality sugars. Uh-huh. And right. so partigale kind of goes against. You know my na- my idea of a smaller beer. Um, would I be able to sort of incorporate that same thing into a partigale where just increasing, you know, the, the grain by like fifteen twenty percent and just halting it, or would I still is that second running going to still be a lower quality sugar? It's uh, you know, and it's not necessarily the sugars to lower quality. That's an excellent question, and it goes to one of my pet things, which is don't oversparge, don't uh, don't push for higher efficiency when you know beer quality suffers. Right. And so, like you, when you when you really want to have a great small beer, when you want you know best to show quality beer, you take uh, regular grain amounts and just do a do a short runnings of it, and you know. Add some water to it to get it to the right right uh, gravity, and that's got a lot of the great malt character to it, and less of the when you sparge further, you're getting a little bit more of the tannins, silicates, and so on. Yeah, and Ash. that's is that is what is unpleasant about those when, especially they they tend to uh, be more obvious in a, a lower runnings beer. Uh, you don't have a lot of uh, sweetness and other things to counter that. So. I'm with you on that. You know, um, you might be able to bump it up. I mean, Partigal may not be for everybody, but um, I think if you're making, uh, you know, like the Huda checks when they got to make uh, two million gallons of beer for their party every yeah. every year, their Oktoberfest, you know, they ought to consider Partigal and they can knock out a few, you know, with one mash. But uh, yeah, that's a good question, Larry. Uh, I think. Uh, you know, stick with uh, how you're doing your small beers now. I think that you're, that's your you're going to be happiest with that result. All right. Thank you all for participating. We're going to do another show here at 3.15, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about double dry hopping, which is something we're, we're doing right. at Heretic and something I learned from uh, uh, probably from Matt and from Vinny and uh, all those guys. And um, we'll also get more of your questions, and we'll probably give away the jet ski at that point. If not, yeah. uh, it's I'll, out I'll, in the hall. I'll get Justin to give up uh, more uh, valuable uh uh, BN gear. Yeah, maybe we could give out one of our new BN um, <laughs> stickers. <laughs> no, no, no. I no? think I think I think we're we're gonna step it up from there. Uh, okay. The, the BN, BN, uh, the BN air, airplane. We could give out a warhead. Ooh, the double the double walled stainless steel growler with the hop grenade on it. Yeah. Nice. I don't even have one. Right. Yeah. You don't homebrew <laughs> anymore. I still drink beer. <laughs> can you register that at Heretic so that I can fill my warhead at Heretic? Yes, I can. Please do. 
I can. We'll, we'll fill the Warheads at, at Heretic, and maybe we'll even have a discount for Warheads. Nice. That's what I like Bring to hear. Bring in your BN Warhead, and we'll, we'll give you uh, a little, little uh, discount off of that. I mean, like the price of a sticker, maybe. I don't know. Great no. discount. <laughs> All right. So make sure you check out our fine sponsors, especially Blickman Engineering. they got a booth right over there. I, I suggest you all go by there and say hi to John Blickman and thank him for sponsoring the show. Uh, you can check him out also on the web, BlickmanEngineering.com, Blickman with two N's. And uh, also support the Brewing Network. Go to brewingnetwork.com slash store. You can pick up a warhead. You can pick up shirts. You can pick up all those goodies. Uh, that uh, make you look extra cool when you're brewing with the rest of your club. Yo. So until then, brew strong, everybody. Brew strong, everyone.